Oh, yeah. Linux in the house. Shizzle McNizzle. You want to give us an Australian countdown page? Go for it. No. All right, here's the Australian countdown. A, B, C, D, E. That's Welcome your alphabet. to Linux in the Howie House for oh, uh, November 20. Are you couldn't get it in elementary second. school. You just don't Still get it. it now. <laughs> you just don't get it. This is episode seven. The uh, Linux, the um, Australian countdowns for Peter sixty four. Because he loves it. So, um, anyway, we are doing a kind of uh, quick episode here to get something out for the month of November, since everybody is always excited that uh, they want to hear from Paige. We get a lot ah. of good feedback. So, I, I did want to get something out, even though Paige has not done any of her homework. Uh, okay, now I see. Okay, homework, homework. Well, I can't play Battle for Wesna. Uh, no, uh, I can't play that on my computer because my screen isn't big enough. And you don't know if I did the other part. Did you create ringtones with Audacity? No. Well, I was using Audacity, but Audacity uh, quit on me. And then I forgot to reload it. Like, I, I turned my computer off because it wasn't reloading correctly, and I forgot to reload it when I turned it back on. And so anything that was on there got erased when you changed my computer. But it's okay. I wasn't even really, like, it wasn't anything that serious. So you don't have, you have Audacity. I thought I installed it. You do. But what I was doing on Audacity, which wasn't anything really important, um, yeah, I have it. It um, it's not there probably because it was all weird right before you changed my computer, and I never corrected it. I just haven't been on a lot of things since you changed my computer. I've been on GIMP. That's I'd it. like to say that it was a we changed. The computer deal, not and I changed. You changed it. I cried a little. Yeah, I guess that's we. Well, let, let's talk about that. Um, let's talk about that. Okay. About all the wonderful things. Um. Well, what, what, what in your mind? What prompted the the what prompted changing of your computer my frustration with what was installed on it before it was just making me really aggravated so i was like okay i can't deal with this anymore change it <laughs> yeah that whatever what did i have what i have on before before you put on linux mint what did you have you had ubuntu the latest version okay yeah the latest version of ubuntu was giving me headaches oh, why was it giving you headaches because the layout of it was uncomfortable. I didn't like using it. That It's really not that complicated as to why I didn't like it. It was just uncomfortable. What didn't you like? I mean, what do you mean by uncomfortable? Well, I didn't like how there was no minimize, maximize, or close option at the top of the, uh, at the, top of the pages. And I didn't like how there was no preference bar. 
and I couldn't change, I don't know how to change my preferences, and I just never even really did anything with it. I mean, when I had my, uh, whatever I had before the latest version of Ubuntu on it, I mean, like, I had all sorts of different wallpapers, and I, I did a bunch of stuff on it, and then when I got the latest version of Ubuntu, I hadn't even changed my wallpaper before I was like, okay, yeah, I don't like this, and so I decided to switch to Linux Mint just to see if it would be something different that I could better wrap my head around and get used to. Alright, I, I think um, to, to add some insight to this, uh, in my, my opinion of what I saw with you, is you were becoming increasingly frustrated with using the way Ubuntu was on your system. Um, yeah. Things weren't working right, things were a little uh, quirky, that every time you go to open a file or something, it would op open up that photo edit. Uh, yeah, photo every shot. time I opened up like files, or every time I would try. It. For some reason, the latest uh, version of Ubuntu had it set to a default where it opened everything in the oddest application defaults. Like, um, if I wanted to open an image. I think it would open it normally, but if I wanted to open a file, if I just clicked on the file that was on my um, desktop, the uh, I think it's just my home file or computer or something like that. Yeah, home or un or um yeah something like that. Uh, it would open it and show photo, and it would just show all the images that were in that photo or all the documents as a picture. And I didn't quite understand why it did that because I couldn't even access my folders without like uh going to a bar and selecting them or something like that a bar? but I didn't like that like you mean um, like going down the street and getting some alcohol yeah, no no i don't drink i never will drink alcohol's nasty um you say that now this is our public service announcement don't drink alcohol's nasty okay um we got that done let's move on to the next thing to, on our to-do list right no but um it was, uh, I, I didn't even, I'm not sure how I actually opened it into an actual, like, where the files were and what was in the files, but I somehow managed to kind of do that. But it was just a very long and time-consuming process, and um, all sorts of things would just open into weird applications that weren't even really meant for that specific thing, you know? So, that was frustrating, and the controls were weird, like, uh, I couldn't move the, the pages without going down to the bottom and right-clicking and clicking move or something like that. It was unnecessarily difficult to use. Now, see, uh, my, my, uh, my curiosity with regards to that, and it's tough to test this because... Uh, well, I mean, we could if we really, if we really wanted to. Uh, I'm wondering if there was a problem in the upgrade process that certain pieces of the software did not get upgraded like they should have been. Um, that is always a possibility, but that uh, could be it. I mean, I kind of screwed it up when I was doing it, and you kind of had to save my butt there and fix it for me. But you know. If that was the problem, maybe I could try it again at a later time. But if that wasn't the problem, then that's just how it is, then... Ew. I don't like it. It's hard to tell whether there was legitimate... It was very hard to tell whether there were legitimate issues or whether that's just, uh, unity. Oh. Uh, so that makes it very difficult to deduce the problem there. Um... 
and it's something we can explore. But in the interim, you are running now Linux Mint and its version uh, 12 release candidate. What are you thinking about it? Just well, like the first thing I thought when I got it was, oh my gosh, it's really bright. Like I was at the login screen and it was just so bright. It it was all like white and light gray and green and I was like, okay, yeah, I guess mint colors maybe. And so I was like messing around on it and stuff and I kind of got a little bit frustrated because one, I was sick and two, I didn't feel like dealing with my computer being an idiot. Um, but you know, I used it and it wasn't bad control wise. It was just I didn't like it appearance wise and I I'm gonna like see more preferences later or something like that and I'm gonna try and change some things it's just really really bright and I don't like it because the first thing I had or whatever I had before um, I upgraded to the latest version of Ubuntu it was just really dark and when I open this one it like my eyes start burning I'm like oh my god my corneas because it's just really really bright and my old one was like black and purple and dark gray and I liked that and I, I had like I could customize my uh my Firefox and my Windows and it was just like a dark purple theme and I don't know how to change the themes because it doesn't give me like a preview on what I'm changing in the simple preference uh in the advanced settings or whatever it's called. So I haven't even found the preference bar on this. I don't know if there is one on this one. <laughs> but there is a advanced settings where you can change things about the desktop, fonts uh, shell, shell extensions, theme, and windows. But there's really no, like, preview of what you're changing. So you don't know what you're changing until you change it. I also think it kind of looks like... Oh, what I also don't like about it is the the Firefox windows, like the, the toolbars and the navigation toolbar and the menus and the bookmarks and all that stuff, it's really big. It takes up, like a third of the whole entire page. I mean, I guess I could just, like, get rid of some stuff and, like, pull it back up when I need it, but it's kind of annoying, and the other one, it didn't have that problem. It wasn't so huge. Kind of looks like Internet Explorer. That huge thing of whatever that Grandma has. Cause she just needs every little box there. Are you talking about when you, you pull up that little menu on the on the lower right, lower left-hand side? No, I'm talking about when I open uh, Firefox. Oh, oh, Firefox. Yeah. When I open my Firefox web browser thingy, the, the file edit view history, all that stuff, and like four more of them, it's just so large. Kind of unnecessarily large. And I think it like... um. I think it automatically updated to a new version of LibreOffice. I'm not sure if it did, but it's LibreOffice 3, and I'm not sure if that's what I had before. Uh, I installed LibreOffice. Okay. Uh, I, it, it might be... I, it should be the same version that was installed under uh, Oneric Ocelot, which is what the Ubuntu version is called. And cause, because because Linux are you Mint, doing? you seem frazzled. Oh, sorry, I was um. Uh, in a nutshell, we were talking about the Conan movie today on IRC, and 
Lost in Bronx was uh, not impressed with the latest Conan movie, and I said I thought it was pretty true to the character. Wow, Although this the is story so wasn't, interesting for me. The story wasn't, you know, the greatest, but I thought they remained true to the Conan character. And I had mentioned to him that there was a screenplay that was written back in the uh, 30s, maybe four, late 30s, maybe early 40s, I think it was, which was going to be an adaption of Conan uh, for the silver screen. I'm pretty sure it was a silver screen. But um, I, I can't remember where I read that, and I was looking in an old copy of Amra to see if that's where it was. Because what I was going to do, if I did, because I don't think you can get, you can't get Amra anymore. It was a newsletter. But I was going to scan it in with the scanner that's working down here. Um, and Wait, my scanner is working? My scanner is working, yes. Scanner is working. The one that you took from up here? Yeah, it detects oh. it. Maybe there's just something... I don't know. Anyway. Well, it might have been the scanner cable. Anyway, that's what the noise was. Oh. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah, that had... I'm I finished. don't know what you're talking about, because I haven't seen any of that stuff. Um, But yeah, the, the, the new... You got me off track. Thanks a lot. The new LibreOffice writer is kind of weird looking. Um... Like, everything's still the same. I don't know why it looks weird. I guess it's because the only real difference is that it's really blocky and, like, old-fashioned looking. It's so, just so blocky. And um, the outline of the pages is gray instead of it used to be just white. Like, you could barely tell the difference between the actual page and the background. But now it's just, like, dark gray, and I don't really like it. <laughs> It's it's really a silly thing to not like about something like it's it's not a big deal and it really doesn't affect anything about it, but I just don't really like it. <laughs> Sorry, I had myself on mute there because I didn't want to get any extraneous noise going. I I am we'll have to look into that because I I wonder if there's some kind of theme issue going on there. Um, I I, I am uh let's go step back a second to. Uh, what you're seeing in Linux Mint and what you saw in Ubuntu were pretty similar set backends because uh, we did not the original screen that had come up when you install on Eric Ocelot was the uh, Ubuntu Unity desktop environment, and in the previous version, Natty Narwhal, when we had upgraded from what was uh, and what was before Natty Narwhal? It was Maverick. Some other animal, probably. I don't know. Map. What was that? Natty Narwhal. Oneric Ocelot. Uh, K was um, I don't know. Maverick. Uh, well, anyway, Maverick was on there, I believe. We upgraded it to Natty. Natty went to um, the Ubuntu the Unity default, but uh, went to default. Of Unity, we switched that back to classic GNOME. Uh, when we went to um, on Eric Ocelot, that installed Unity, and switching over to GNOME would put you in GNOME 3. So, what you see in GNOME 3 on the old one is the exact platform that um, Linux Mint, I think, is using. They're also using GNOME 3, but they've added a lot of scripts and enhancements to GNOME 3 uh, to make it look a little more similar to what it used to look like for users of 
Linux Mint. Now, I'm not a Linux Mint user, but I have seen GNOME 3 on a bunch of different environments. Uh, Ubuntu, Arch, uh, Fedora, and now Linux Mint. I do think that Linux Mint did a, a really good job on how they packaged it and presenting it. Uh, it's still not really the desktop environment for me. Yeah, and, that's what I mean. I don't like the desktop environment. I mean, one of the biggest things that I, stands out to me was that um, if you go in the upper left-hand corner, you get a drop-down contextual... Uh, I, I think I forget what that's called. I'll call it a contextual... Activities? Menu. Yeah, activities. But if you go to yeah, the lower right-hand corner, you get kind of more what somebody would be used to clicking on a, a, a menu-type action area where it brings up a menu system and you can go and look at different applications that are installed by default that set themselves up in there, but also are, I do believe... Hold on, hold on. One second. That's that's probably the main thing that is making me like put off on Linux Mint because I think it looks so much like Windows because it has that little menu button in the little corner there and it's got like the the different things there and it's just like a, an exact copy of what they have on grandma's computer basically and I'm just like it, I don't really like the layout of that I'm used to going to the upper uh left hand corner and clicking on something up there I am uh, if I'm not mistaken GNOME 3 by default is you click on the upper left-hand corner. Um, they made some changes, so it's in the lower right-hand corner. Uh, and then what you see that pops up is is of um, it adapts itself to your usage so that the applications you see in there are the ones you use the most. And if you're looking for something, you start and type it into the search box up there, um, either the name of the application or what it does, like an Office application will bring up LibreOffice and Vim and a few other things that I've seen in those packages. Um, I'm... You know, I really have explored this whole little menu thing because I haven't used much. I've just used Firefox, uh, VLC Media Player because I hate Banshee and my rhythm box isn't working, and uh, GIMP. But I kind of like it when I have like the little thing in the right-hand corner. I don't know what this bar is because I don't. E I, I haven't even used Banshee, and so I don't know why that's with my re my most or recently used applications. But I think it's like visually much easier to use when it's in when it's in the upper left hand corner like I'm used to, and it's got like you hover over it and it's got a little drop menu from each little thing. I, I just I'm not pleased with the visual aspect of it all. It's not any different. It's just not pleasing to my eyes. Um. I think one, I think Banshee's one of the featured applications, and that was installed by default. We did the uh, install of the CD image. We, I threw the image of the CD into uh, UNet Boot and installed it that way. What I think we have a couple of things going on here, Paige, um, is one, I think Rhythmbox is not running because we don't have the GStreamer plugins that are necessary because you have a lot of files in MP3 format, which is why it well, probably doesn't play those files and complains it doesn't, about them. It's not that it doesn't play those files. It's that it doesn't put any on Rhythmbox. I try to import them into my Rhythmbox, and it says, error, you can't do this for some reason that's all in code and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what that says, but I'm just going to hit ignore or cancel or whatever. But I, I don't know why it won't let me put any files in. 
I, I think it's because they're MP3s and it doesn't have the proper codecs installed, which well, is a simple it, thing. To... Why wouldn't it have the proper code if you're downloading a MP3 or a music application? That doesn't make any sense. Well, that, this goes back to um, proprietary versus free formats. Um, now, the DVD comes with all the codecs. We didn't do the DVD install because essentially what the DVD install is, it takes longer to download, longer to install, and takes up more space. You could pull the codecs down afterwards out of the out of the um, in software installation tool, which you get back to. But um, one of the primary reasons why uh, not a lot of distributions include stuff like MP3 support out of the box is because MP3 is a is a non quote free technology. It has patent encumbrance to it, which is an issue for distribution of the ability to. Um, encode and decode mp3s now by and large they're not so much concerned about the ability to decode mp3s or play them it's more along the lines of encoding them and the license that the mpla which is the mpeg licensing association uh dictates is that you can um distribute encode and distribute mp3 format so long as your total annual or your total revenue for that file i think it is is under a hundred thousand dollars once it exceeds a hundred thousand dollars then you have to pay a licensing fee to the MPEG licensing association now you're probably saying to yourself what does that have to do with me well pretty much it doesn't have anything to do with you as an individual user but because of those restrictions based upon the uh, the format it makes it non-free or proprietary format and there's encumbrances to being able to license it because if they distribute it with the Linux distribution and nobody's paying you know they're not paying um, a royalty if if Joe Schmo who's a record company uses that and is wow, selling that guy's parents really hated him didn't they yeah he Joe did, did. Oh, that's a horrible and, name and he's selling like whatever he made and he makes in excess of a hundred thousand dollars he runs in violation of the um software of the uh the patent or the license agreement for mp3 so the mpla says comes back and says you uh, you owe us money, and he says, no, I don't, because I got this from here. They didn't charge me any licensing fees or say there or anything, and it and it just becomes a huge problem. It could get the distributions uh, in trouble, because in the United States and in other countries, these, these licenses don't apply uh, or they don't fly in this way, but in the United States, you can't distribute that software without the encumbrances imposed upon it, but the license of the GPL says... Uh, which is what like lame is under and uh the mp3 decoding and encoding tools says that no you can't impose a license like that this is free software it's it's free for anybody to use for whatever purpose but the mpla says if you're going to use it for this purpose you have to pay thus the problem they could distribute it but they could run in con in conflict with the mpl at mpeg la license so it's made available from services outside of the United States, a server outside the United States. And by and large, in 99% of the cases that are using this software, it's never an issue. It's just that one is one uh, clause right there with in commercial usage. Understand? Okay. So that's why there's some codecs and stuff that haven't been installed on your system yet. And, and the GStreamer plugins, the ugly plugins I think they're called, 
uh, is what needs to be installed so that you could probably import whatever it is you want to import into Rhythmbox. We okay, what I get from all this talking about stuff not installed on my computer is that you're trying to make things difficult for me. Well, no, um, I we, we threw what Don't was on, on, on your system, we threw it on there to get it going and get you up back to running as fast as possible. Um, we still need to go back and probably install a few things. On, on, this, on the same token, we, my, my thought process was I don't want to invest a lot of time up front installing a whole lot of stuff on your system until you say, you know, I like this, I want to continue using it, because there's other avenues we can go. Um, oh, thank God. Um, if you're not liking the interface, we can change the interface to KDE 4 or XFCE, and you could try that out. If you're not liking Linux Mint overall, you don't, you think, you know, I don't like this, you could try a different distribution. You could try Fedora. We could try Arch. We could try anything that you want on there. You could even go back to Ubuntu if you wanted to. Ah, uh, no. But there's there's different ways that we could go. Now, what, what do I, I have want... before Ubuntu? On what? My computer. It was always Ubuntu. What did I have before the new version? What version did I have? That was uh, Maverick. Um... I like that. That never caused me problems. Maverick Meerkat is what it was. That's right. No, I think what you're running into... I like Meerkats! Yes, I think what you're running into isn't so much as a problem with Ubuntu or Linux Mint, but it's you're not liking GNOME 3 and Unity. And that's fixable. We can switch the desktop. Uh, one of Maybe the things- it's not that I don't like them. Maybe it's that I just liked uh, the uh, older version of Ubuntu that I had before better. Right, you know, and, maybe I just gotta ease into it with a more open mind. I don't know, but it's not doing it for me so far. But that's the that's the wonderful thing about running Linux or FreeBSD or anything of the of, of like this ilk. You're free to try out different desktop environments. Like I said, there's KDE4, there's XFCE, there's I use Fluxbox, there's Openbox, there's yeah, Window not until Maker. I download all my files onto my phone to make sure you can't mess any of them up again. Well, that's a whole other thing. That that comes in the proper doing proper backups. Uh, and, and everything, which okay. we should probably do that as a homework assignment in the very near future, because that's important. What, what, another thing that was really important, I thought, for me, and I hope I impose this on you, too, and some other things, one of the biggest problems that we had with your system, and it's common with systems that come with, like, software pre-installed, uh, like Ubuntu, any version of Linux pre-installed, um, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves, is a default installation is a whole hog bulldog installation. One partition takes up the whole drive and everything's in there. You probably don't understand what that means, do you? Sure, I'm stupid. Let's continue. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. It, I'm kidding. I'm going I'm to come back. I'm going to come back to that in, in a second. What, what I'm saying is what my stupidity? Um, no, no. Oh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like to separate. At the very least, my home directory from the rest of the operating system, and put that on a separate partition. Now, well, you wouldn't know, that make things easier when you well, try and back up stuff or whatever? Well, yeah. Do you, do you know? You know what I mean by a partition, right? You're familiar with what a partition, disk partition, is, right? Do the thing that mommy does. I'm going to say yes, and then you're going to explain it anyway. Well, if you don't remember what it is, we can talk about it again quickly. I 
again? When did we talk about it? Well, when you first installed Linux, way back when you were like six years old, remember? And we videotaped it, oh, and Avery yeah. said, oh, daddy's got a gun. Uh, one of the part of the processes during the oh, install is you yes! had the format. I do remember that, actually. Part- All the blue screens and the black. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you had to partition the disk. Remember partitioning the disk? Yeah, no. Um, what you do when you partition the disk is you uh you you take a like a disk, like say a disk is a hundred gigs, okay, hundred gigs of space. You can cut that disk up into different partitions, so you can have like four primary partitions. Okay, okay, I think I see what you mean. Right, so you can have. Uh, let's say you want to split the disk in half, so you could have a 50 gig partition, two 50 gig partitions, and you can split it down further and further, however you want. Um, there's many different ways that you can do it. But what I like to do is I like to have my home partition on a sep, my home directory on a separate partition, then from so everything like else. So like you can exceed that amount of space in that partition and go into the next thing and take up all that space either. Well, well you, two, you, that also. that is one thing you couldn't do that. Um, those concerns start, you know, for me, get into more on the lines of servers and stuff. But you do make a good point. Um, one of the things in a desktop environment, if you separate your home partition from the rest of the operating system, your home directory and from the rest of the operating system on a separate partition, uh, one of the benefits is that if you exceed the amount of space available for you in your home partition, you don't end up jeopardizing the rest of the system. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Because if you had it all together on one partition, like your whole hard drive with 100 gigs, everything was just in one partition, and your home directory filled up the free space in there, it makes it difficult for you to boot your system, okay? You start Uh to have problems. But if your home directory is on a separate partition, and let's say it's 50 gigs, and you fill up that entire 50 gigs... It doesn't jeopardize the rest of the system in the same way. You'll still be able to get into the system to fix it pretty easily, to get in and delete some space. But the other added benefit is is when your home partition is separate, if you wanted to, I mean, you it makes it, having a home partition is fairly easy to back up, but if you wanted to install another version of Linux, um, always having a backup is a good idea of your home partition, but you could just go ahead and install it and you don't have to worry about it wiping out the stuff in your home partition because it'll just replace the other side, all the operating system, and you tell it, this is my home partition, don't format it during the install. And you'll okay. still have all your stuff, but you'll have a brand new operating yeah, yeah, system. Yeah, all my stuff. So if going forward, if we ever decide, say, okay, Linux Min is not for you, let's try Arch. We can install Arch very easily without wiping out anything in your home directory like we had to before. Because now it's on a separate partition. We don't need to touch that during the installation process. It'll just wipe out the operating system. And you don't have system. to mess up my files. I like that. You don't have that. to mess up with... No. So that that was... There was a little pain because there was some stuff apparently that was missed. But it won't happen again in the future. In the future. Of course it wouldn't happen again in the future because I don't have them. Um, now, what I also wanted to add... my, my uh, I, I thought Linux Mint was pretty. I liked it. I liked it better than That's the Ubuntu interface. That's because you're a very bright personality. I don't like bright. My corneas hurt when I look at it. Oh. One I have things... sensitive corneas, you know? I bet you do. You have sensitive corns, too. No, that's not what I said. That is Nana. 
Um, one of the things I didn't like, and I don't know if you messed around with it, was the software installation tool. Oh, that thing kept freezing on me. When I tried to use the uh, uh, external keyboard, it froze. Like, when I was typing in the search bar with it, it froze, and my mouth... M- mouth? Oh, my gosh. Um, my mouse wouldn't appear over it. That's odd, because I didn't have that problem doing what I was doing, but I noticed that when you type something in, and that search up there, it would go and search for whatever you're looking for as you were kind of typing. Um, after a few seconds, it would pick up and try and and present to you what you th- thought it was looking for based upon the search. Yeah, I think it did. I think it might have done that on my old um, software and ins- uh, thing. Yeah, software installation thing. Um, but I I don't know why I was having the pro- those problems. I only had them like twice, and I didn't have uh, I didn't have those problems after you used it and uh, downloaded Mumble or I think yeah I think it was Mumble for me. I didn't have that problem anymore, so I was like okay I guess it was just like a little glitch or something. I don't know what that was, but I haven't had that problem since. Of course, well, that, I've only used it like twice. That's good. That is good that you're not having that problem. But what I wanted to say, what I I, I really liked the presentation of it. I liked the categories. I liked what it showed. What I didn't like is every time you went to install something, it would ask for the password. You put the you know password in, and then it would start to install it right away. Now you can go and continue looking for other things to install, but it kind of queued them all up one after the other. Whereas I I kind of wish there was an option, and maybe there is to be able to turn it on instead of having it automatically run out and start the install process, say, okay, I want to pick about 15 different things I want to install. After I'm done, then start installing them. Yeah, I think that usually makes it go faster. To me, the software installation tool was kind of pokey and slow. But then again, if I want real control over that, I would drop down and use apt-get and install it with that tool. See, I don't get that far into my installation process. I didn't even know you could do that on the old installation thing. I guess you can. I don't know. But, because I never really, I pay attention. I was like, okay, this is what I want. Let's let's install it right now. Woo, yeah, we got it going. Installing. Okay. And that's all I really cared about, because I wasn't into the old, like, oh, let's go get all these and install them at once. It's like a little race. Let's see which finishes first, because, you know, I just, I, I didn't care that much. Um. I still don't care that much. Uh, I guess you're very particular about how things get installed on your computer. I'm just like, okay, if it installs, great. If it doesn't, I call Dad and get him to tell me why it didn't install. But um, I I don't think I have any problems with the installation thing except for that little glitch it had for some reason with the external keyboard. But um, after that, it was fine. I mean, the layout was nice, and... It was kind of slow sometimes, but that's it. Speaking of uh, your keyboard, have you has the spacebar functionality come back at all? Spacebar works fine. It's just other keys that aren't working. The key, the spacebar is working on the keyboard. Yeah. Which key? Uh, but <clears throat> what? Which keys aren't working? Uh, the caps lock key makes it no. Oh uh, no, the shift no the. Something keeps tripping the caps lock key. Yeah, something keeps tripping the caps lock key. Yeah, I think something Yeah, the got... spacebar trips the caps lock key, actually, so I guess it's not 100% working. Um, the, the, uh, I think something got spilled on your computer. And the caps lock key triggers the spit. yeah, so those two are kind of like hand-in-hand hand messing with me. 
So what I think happened was something spilled on your computer, on your keyboard, uh, and it wasn't functioning properly to begin with a couple of weeks ago. We noticed it about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and tried yeah. cleaning it. So the last stitch effort that I saw online before trying to have, you know, before going the step of getting a replacement keyboard was to thoroughly wash it. And uh, I, I think that after the thorough washing, it fixed a lot of issues, but I think it still might be a little wet in there somewhere. And it needs to dry out a little more. Um, but I'm going to find out how much it's going to cost to get a replacement. Well, bye-bye cosplay for Christmas. Let's get a new keyboard instead. <laughs> but, you know, hey, if your external keyboard's working fine with you, we could hold it off as long as possible. I took your external keyboard! What? What's that? I said I took your external keyboard from you. I don't know what keyboard... I don't like... I don't know if you use this or not, but it's still yours. No, I know, I know. I, I that's a spare one I, I have available okay. to me. So it's 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 okay. But it's a good thing you gave me this mouse a while ago because I just can't stand it like having my keyboard in my lap and then having the mouse pad like four feet away from me as I type and having to reach over, so I just go up and I get my uh external mouse and I use that too. So yeah. Oh, and um you know how I told you that my uh other monitor, my monitor wasn't working, or it wasn't connecting, or something like that. Or oh no, it wasn't turning on. Right. I fixed it. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, so it works now. Excellent. My computer well, wasn't working though, so I haven't connected it in like a week. Is there anything more you want to say? Because it's getting kind of late. We got to wrap this up. Late? We got to wrap this up. How long have we been going? Oh my gosh. Minutes. We've been going for forty-one minutes, and we haven't even really talked about anything. No, we talked about a lot. We talked about Linux Mint. But um, people must be getting boring. All they hear is you teaching me stuff. No, they love it. They love hearing what you have to say. Is there anything that you want to? Well, add? I love hearing what I have to say too. But you know, is there anything you want to add? That might sound add? a little conceited. Um, not really. We didn't exactly get to anything had planned, but I guess we'll do that next episode. System or this whole computer mess up kind of got in the way of everything. But it opened up some opportunities for learning and stuff like that, I guess. <laughs> Not saying anything. It's making me feel awkward. All right. What? Uh, let's try this. Let's try this for homework for the next week. Um, we're not gonna. We're, we'll probably get back to battle for Westnoff, but we're not gonna focus too much on that. How am we're, I gonna do that? Just uh, hold on. Listen to what I'm saying first. <clears throat> you can play battle for Westnoff on that other computer monitor. But what I'm thinking about. Let's stick oh, yeah. with. Let's stick with the um, Audacity ringtone. But let's get you trying out another desktop, and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll either try KDE4 or XFCE, I guess is what we'll look at, and, and see where we go from there. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. I just can't wait to see you and me doing that while we have Thanksgiving and Christmas and school thingies and my winter concert and my DC trip. Yeah, it's totally going to happen. Oh, yeah, my DC trip is on 27. Well, I think I think we could get it going. I think we could get it going. We will get it going. I, I have faith. Faith, Paige. Faith. Uh, I probably have less faith than you, but I still have faith, so I think we'll get we'll get it. So um This is episode zero seven, right? I don't know, but this mumble's making us sound like amateurs. Why is that? 
sounds so odd. I mean, I don't like mumble. It kind of it just cuts out when it thinks you're not talking anymore, and it makes things sound who's gurgly. Who's cutting out? Well, I mean, cut out occasionally. Like, it, um, when you're not when you take a, bre- a break to speak. I mean, you're not saying anything, but it kind of cuts off the last little bit of your word. You can still understand what your word is saying, but it sounds odd. Like, if you were using Audacity to edit this, and you just, like, completely edited out all the breaths and made them silence, and it was just, like, come in, come in, with no breaths in them in between at all, it would sound weird, right? That's kind of what it sounds like occasionally. It's not very noticeable, but... I don't know. It makes me feel weird. I don't like mumble. Should probably stop this episode now. Uh, well, we'll Possibly. look into some of those issues, and uh, we could probably rectify and clear those up. Because I think you sound great over mumble. It sounds a lot better than using the uh, asterisk server in a lot of cases. Well, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just paranoid. I- I'm always worried because my voice sounds very weird when it's being recorded, or going through a microphone, or doing anything technically. Because I have a very nasally voice over... I guess that might just be how I hear it. I don't know. When I hear it coming back through your headphones when I'm too loud, I hear it and it sounds bad. I'm like, ugh, is that really what I sound like? Because everybody hears their voice weird. But I don't know. Maybe my voice really is just weird over microphones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So for uh, for your homework next week, what is it? I was supposed to remember this? Okay, we never signed off the episode. We're not done yet, because I asked you what your homework was. See if you remember what I said. (sighs) Premature Alzheimer's. Um, was the, uh, see if we could do something with Battle for Wesnoth and change the thing on my computer, the thing. I don't want to say what I think it is, because I don't want to sound like an idiot for not knowing. What is it called? Two things. You take really long pauses. Because I was filling out your homework on the webpage. Technical now, I see. That's right. Uh, one is we're going to keep with the creative ringtone with Audacity. Oh, yes. The second one is try a different desktop environment like KDE or XFCE4 or something else. I think it was desktop environment. Yeah, I'm supposed to try a new desktop environment. See, I'm smart enough. There you go. So, that is this episode. We are Paige and Dan. Excited to give you episode 7, continuing with at least one a month, and we got some holidays coming up, Paige, you want to wish everybody happy holidays? Yeah, sure, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, eat a lot, and don't get food on your keyboard. <laughs> Trust me, it's like, a, it's like a mini heart attack. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, so, don't do that. Don't try and be, you know, like, working on things while eating, because one, I don't know who would let their children eat at the table during Thanksgiving, and two, it's just not a good idea, trust me. Um, and also, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, just eat a lot of food a random day, you know. Food is good. Can't go wrong with food. So yeah, happy holidays. It's a happy holidays, we'll be back before, um... We'll be back before Christmas holidays. Give you a little early presents. You know, everybody will enjoy that, right? 
Yes, they will. But uh, we thank you for all listening, and uh, you have a good time. S- sing us out, Paige. Um, I'm not going to do that. I already gave you an awkward happy holidays. You don't need singing. Boo-hoo. All right, have a good one. Oh yeah. Linux in the house. Shizzle McNizzle. Daddy has a gun! You can start recording. I did. Alrighty. Right. Let's see what your homework was for this past week. <laughs> like I did it. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's just start it off. All right, ready for the Australian countdown? Australian countdown. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No. Welcome to Linux and the Howie Owie Owie. That was the crappiest intro ever. On the dang Australian countdown. Alright, you're 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 going loud, so talk in a normal voice. I am talking in a normal voice. You need to adjust your mic, brother. Well no, I just people say that you uh clip out at the top, so let's start the beginning one more time. You ready? <laughs> 